Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. My name is Alex Clements and if you haven't already, make sure you check out MAP's full range of cycling apparel at map.cc. Today on the show, we've got an interview that we recorded with Sam Walsford back in July, the Australian team pursuit rider who is currently on his second Olympic campaign on the way to Tokyo next year. We uh, got an update on where he's at, what's changed since the la- their last Olympic campaign, uh, and what's next for him in his final year of uh, preparation before Tokyo. To support us and support the podcast, please share this episode or any other episode with uh, a friend that you think would like the show. Leave us a review on iTunes, comment, you can buy a t-shirt online, and I hope you enjoy the episode with Sam. Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast, Sam Wellsford. Thanks, thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me, mate. You're a current world record holder of the TP team. It's the 1st of July. Yes, it is. The Olympics are next year. Where, Where's you and your team at? Yeah, we're almost coming up on one year out now. Um, you know, Olympics are next year in August. So we're basically just laying down this bit of base case, bit of roadblock leading into the the into year out prep. So we're all kind of been based in Europe for the last month and um, in and out of Belgium and Holland and doing like a lot of racing over there. So it's been really fun and come over to Girona for a couple couple weeks just to get out get out of Belgium and you know do some really good road rides here um, before we head back and finish off the final block there. So like looking at it as like a four year piece. Um, what, what's like a summary of the last three years? What have, what have you guys been doing? And how, how do you... Something that amazes me is how you go for so, like four years for one mm. event. Yeah, it's a, it's a big endeavour, isn't it? So, yeah, so those first three years, what, 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 what do they involve? Well, a lot of it has been going from um, Rio, obviously where you miss the mark and you ran second to the Brits. It's been a lot of, you know, how do we rebuild from there you know with a new team new culture um you know setting up a new environment for when riders come in you know it's it's a lot more welcoming a lot more encouraging and a bit of a just a lot of culture work in that aspect like we the i can we spend almost a, a full year on culture and um disrespect and just laying down what our, our core values are about you know what you want to stand for as a team and i think that's been a very important step of the you know the new process and the new way, new way of moving forward and they are we have about three or four and one of them is respect can you share them i can't top I, secret, I, no, top I'll secret. share them i share them it's, it's it's pretty important i think uh, it's respect trust dedication and mateship are the four ones we strive for in, in the men's track endurance team and um we came up with those after you know numerous sessions of breaking down what you know what they mean and there is so many subcategories that go into those four and that i think they represent our what our team stands for pretty well who who drove that like who who came up with that oh, a lot of that was from tim tim decker our coach he you know i think he realized that there needed to be a change in the way we went about ourselves um after after the olympics in rio and um yeah he really drove that movement and it's it's it's, it's grown into a big ca thing now uh, in the track program and um, it's not it's not just uh, limited to us now. It's kind of grown into the whole kind of squad in the you know other pods too. So it's pretty cool to see that you know change the whole aspect of the game. So you come up, come up with these values, 
how do you how do you enforce it? Well, obviously, it's it's funny though because people are asking how do you how do you how do you enforce it like that? But it's always got to be athlete driven. You know, athletes have to hold each other accountable and those things. And um, it's taught us numerous things about how to you know have those tough conversations when someone step as someone steps out of line or someone you know doesn't uphold one of the values. So um, we we yeah do a lot of that to keep ourselves accountable so you know it's can get those you know those awkward conversations out mm. of the way so yeah. but no it's been pretty good and have you seen that change the way you approach training you go about your training the different aspects of it the way that team coaches mm. yeah i think it's definitely changed the way we go about training and especially lining up at race days you know we, we, we line up on the on the team pursuit track and I have a hundred percent trust in each of each of uh, every one of those other boys up there, the three others that, you know, we'll we'll be able to do our turns and you know we back each other hundred percent and that, that that's driven a lot from the culture that we that mm. we've set. And so important in a four man team. Yeah, especially in a team race, you know, you can't. The last thing you want to do is let the boys down. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. after Rio, you established this. How big's the squad at that point? Um, after Rio, yeah, we had we had about um, six or seven. We're down to about five now, so it's it's quite limited now. The, all the boys we have, um, going into the Olympics, we had more at Rio, but I think now, you know, CA's backed us us four four or five guys that we have that will race the Olympics. We don't know who was who's going obviously at selection, but that that's the best team moving forward into the into the games. And I think with the with the boys we have, you know, the times we've been set in the previous World World Cups and World Championships that are on the right path. Mm. Do you, is there a fair bit of risk though going in with such a small number because four years mm. is such a long time? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think it's just it's all about making the right decisions leading in. You know, if obviously the injury is probably the biggest concern leading into the games, and um, having only five of us it does bring up that concern about if you know if one person's out, that's four people riding every round. You know, two injuries, we don't have a team, so mm. I think that's why we have. Um, you know the academy moving forward up into the into the kind of CA network now. So, um, you know that that some of those guys could step up if say if that happens. So, um, you know those academy guys are working pretty hard, and I know those guys want to be pushing into that squad as much as I did in you know every year. So, it's good to have that kind of hunger underneath that always keeps us driving as well. And from a training perspective, because you don't we like obviously you want wins along the way, mm. but you really only want one win. Yeah. That's how, the one. how do you how do you go about physically approaching that? Like as in like as other in like road a, races, yeah. As in like four years, what do you have goals to win track meets, or is it more of a longer term thing? Or you fly, well, obviously you have you guys have mm. been flying. Yeah, well we, we've set like short term goals and just more about you know developing over the the years um leading into the games you know we you know we've gone to world, world championships with goals of just doing you know decent times and then whatever happens happens you know just trying different things leading in um so it's been pretty exciting to see different train techniques and stuff things that we're not really been focusing on in the past now we're doing now and and seeing those times that we've been pulling out of world cups and just consistent you know low 50s which has been pretty exciting and then Obviously, Worlds this year in Poland was, that was something else, going that fast. So um, we didn't think we'd go that fast at, at, uh, at Poland. So that was always a good surprise. How did you go that fast? What, <laughs> what was the time? Uh, it was a 48.012. Yeah. 
So we were Absolutely so close to going to a 47, moving. which would have been amazing. Moving. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just clicked. I think, um, you know, the conditions were, weren't bad and the track shape isn't actually too bad. So, yeah, we went out, we went out pretty hard and just, just we all kind of surprised ourselves with how much we had in the tank, especially after, you know, the final ride. And um, we were racing, racing the Brits, so it's always good to go up against those, those guys. And they, they rode a really fast time as well. So I think the time's going to get competitive and faster and faster leading into the games. And there's going to be some insane times in Tokyo, I think. Mm. Does it make you a little bit nervous in a way that, you, that you're a year and a bit out and you're going that quick? Yeah, it does a little bit. I mean, you know, the day I uh, the day we ran second Olympics in Rio, I was, you know, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm not letting that happen again. You know, I want to go to Tokyo. I want to lead the guys that, you know, the new team we have, and I want to, you know, break the drought that Australia has in the team of shoot and, you know, get get the Brits back because you know they're they're exceptional at the Olympics always are. So, and I think we've set a, a culture and a and a environment now that that's possible and yeah I, I you know it's it's funny now saying that we're almost a year out which i've dedicated the last four years to you know for one race that i go to sleep thinking about every day so it's pretty, it's pretty surreal it's getting close can you talk to us a little bit about what you guys have got around you at the moment team um like support wise structure wise so you got tim as your head coach yeah oh yeah so yeah, timmy is uh, obviously the, the main the main uh jaws the head coach yeah and um we've got a big support network in you know science uh sports science jamie stanley does a lot of work with us in um just adaptation work and then sean barris who works with us with lots of uh skill skill adaptation and then we have our uh, extends so long throughout the group we have nutritionists you know sports psychs that always help us so i think the support network leading into into Tokyo is a lot greater and a lot a lot bigger than it was um, for Rio. So there's definitely positive changes that we've all learnt from um, last re- last games experience. Yeah, and is that is that notably bigger this this year round? Yeah, I think definitely. I think um, you know we, there was things that we definitely could have done better the last games, and I think now moving forward we've learnt from those things and you know how to how to be competitive at the at the Olympics is just the main thing. You know that's. That's what that's our end goal, and that's that's the thing we train for every day is that you know that that infamous gold medal. So that's the one we want. Yeah. What What's the next year gonna look like? Yeah, it's a bit bit on. Um, we don't really know exactly the plan, but a lot of just just doing the things we've been doing before the games. We don't want to change too much because obviously we're setting you know ridiculous times, but mm. we can't get complacent. We to keep pushing and and uh, you know training hard, and you know I know the yeah, the Brits always find that two second. Uh, performance package so obviously we have to be a level where we you know um, don't rely you know don't need to rely on that on on that stuff and just be full blown trusting the process and um, you know lining up that race with knowing that we've done everything we can possibly to lay down the best result mm. we do so you're doing a roadblock at the moment do yeah. you go back onto the track for pretty much the rest of the time um, I think we'll obviously do a big roadblock um, you know leading into the prep I think the the last three months is uh, always up in the air. I mean, we don't really know 100% what we're doing, but yeah, I think um, we'll be doing a bit of training in Adelaide, and then I think on the roadblock somewhere else. So it's good to know. Um, it's good to know that we're gonna have a, a big hard year of training leading mm-hmm. into that. I know before the Olympics in Rio, it was a it was a big block. So to get that under the belt before you get over there is always good. Yeah. Do you get to see Tokyo before you actually? 
Um, I'm Go not there. sure. Um, I know I've been I've been there twice on the Olympic track. Okay. It's a really cool venue and it's a really fast track too. And that time of year in um in August is they've uh, they've uh, you know predicted that the low pressure systems, you know, like thunderstorms. So it's going to be <laughs> wicked quick, like and you know hot as. So um, that's going to be really exciting. So I think. Um, you know, going there and inspecting some really quick times is going to be it's going to be accurate. Yeah, and how are you going mentally? Like a year out. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm really excited. I think you can't you draw confidence from what we've been doing and know that we're going to go faster and we we have to go faster. Um, and it's, it's coming around really quick. Really, you think about it, and it feels like maybe a year ago, two years ago that we just finished Rio, but now we're you know we're right in that uh, that that last year prep so it's exciting and um a bit of way to go you're still Are you a lot stressed oh uh, i wouldn't say stressed i'm just more excited a bit nervous sometimes when i think about it i'm like wow this is it you know this is what i've been training for and it's coming so um motivating i think is the right word and every 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 month we get closer to you know the the olympics it is gonna, gonna draw more more of that motivation i think how do you find the actual race itself I've I've never done a team's pursuit. Oh, yeah. I've done an individual pursuit, which I I believe would be a bit of a different package because it's just you against the clock. Like mm. there's no other variables. Yeah. But you've got three other blokes there. Yeah, team's pursuit. They're all strong as an ox. Yeah, like it's crazy. It's really crazy because it almost it almost feels you don't realize how fast you're going until you actually look back at the splits and go, wow, I was like a 38 second lap and I held that for like two laps. And yeah, you know, you hit these insane lap speeds, but when you're all in the on the same wavelength and you're all on the same you know f- smooth level it's just insane it's it's almost you know ecstasy when you go out and you go that fast um it it, it it's stressful in the skill aspect when you go that fast you know you, you have to be on with your line your swings you know how close you are in the wheel these things it's all the faster you go the harder it gets so that's things we have to be sw- yeah got to be switched on the whole way mm. have you had, have you had any mishaps um, no, I don't think so. Um, oh, oh, well, you think about Worlds, we had a big mishap in the uh, round one against the New Zealanders. They swung up into us as we were passing them. Mm. So I think they they heard a um, you know, missed call. And, and to be fair, actually it wasn't really their fault. They The UCI commissaires didn't hold the flag up to notify them that we were passing until the last minute. Yeah. So as we were coming around, one of the riders just swung up and then it was just carnage. You know, Lee and Kel were up here. I was down here behind Porter. And we were just <laughs> trying to figure out how, how, how do we get to the finish now. So I know Porter swung out of the way and I just had to gas it to catch the boys and we ended up doing like a 52. So we were on a rebel record pace. Yeah. And, you know, we lost a lot of time there. But I think we drew a lot of confidence from that, knowing that, you know, we're on and we can, pretty, re, we can recreate that in the final. Yeah. What's next for you? This is your second Olympic Yes, this this will be my second Olympics. We'll be based on selection if I go, all fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure after that. Um, I was a bit kind of just like, you know, Olympics and then stop and then the rest is just unknown for me. Was the uh, first block a full track block the fir- as in up to Rio? Yeah, for me, that was just full track focus. We, so did, do some, we did do a Belgian trip that, like a year before. Um, so you coming up to eight years? Yeah, almost. I mean, like... I pushed my way into the squad probably like 2015, 2016. So it's like six, six or seven years if you count the year before being in Adelaide. Um, so you think about it, it's like, wow, that's a long time I've endeavoured yeah. this. So it's really, but it, it, the cycle's come around so fast, you know, like especially with Com- Commonwealth Games in the middle, mm. it kind of breaks it up a bit. And then, you know, you finish Commonwealth Games and you're almost two years out. You're like, wow, where'd, that, where'd the other two years go? 
So it's actually it's it's actually you know comes around really 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 fast. Do you like the road? Yeah, I love the road. I, w- I would love to give the road a shot, to be honest. Um, I think I've been prim- primarily tra- track focused since I came out of juniors, and um, I'm really keen to see, you know, if I have a chance on the road and, you know, a bit more of a probably sprint sprint ability than <laughs> GC climber, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to, you know, see how I go button heads with those, those fast sprinters. I've had a taste, you know, I did two D- TDU two years ago or three, two years ago, and, um, yeah, you know, just being able to sprint against the likes of Caleb Ewan's Peter Sagan, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And do you think that's kind of a necessary pathway in terms of your career, financially progressing to the next step, and then mm. mentally just going from track to track to track year? Yeah, well, I think I've always in the back of my mind, you know, it'd be awesome to be a road pro. That's like you know, my second dream. Obviously, Olympic gold is what I want for, and that's what I'm focusing on for for the last last four years and that's what I you know, that's what I'm waking up in the morning for so I think all banking on all banking on how we got Olympics that will obviously have a lot of impact on what I do after that if you know if we, if we get the result we want then I think I'll be I can lay down the track bike and think wow all right I did it you know I came back and we did it if not who knows maybe I'll come back nah. um do you think that's a big turning point I think so I'm not sure I know in the back of my mind you know getting second is it just you know, creates that fuel in the fire for the gold. So um, it would be a good send-off, but who knows? Who knows? It could be back. Who knows? Maybe in and out. But um, that's all That's all the future that I haven't really thought about too much just yet. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably a good thing. So Cam, Cam this year is running Mitchell and Scott and the track program? Yeah. So Cam's being a bit of more road focus and the bunch race focus, as you've seen in um, previous worlds and stuff, that he hasn't, he hasn't touched the TP too much. Yeah. I think he is, you know, he's an exceptional athlete and he knows what he wants. He knows how to get it. I think his main endeavor, I think I think he's really shining for obviously the Madison at the Games because since that came back, it's kind of like that spark up for him again, which will be awesome. I think um, I think whoever lines up out of the, you know, the four guys, five guys we have will be a ripper team. And going off that TP form, we have, you know, if, if Cam rides or if, if one of us rode, a track guys rides, it's going to be a, you know, a wicked, powerful team. So... I think that will. I think the Madison will bring back a lot of road riders that have been, you know, like Viviani's, uh, maybe you know the likes of Cavendish again, and you know especially the world champions, um, uh, Taylor Reinhardt and Roger Kluger, they're exceptional. So mm. it's going to that's going to be a wicked fast race, especially up there. Are you in for a shot to his partner? I mean, I would love to be. I think the Madison is is one of the things that I can do quite well. I mean, it's a race that you know, requires a mixture of sprint ability and obviously endurance because the sprints are now every 10 laps, so that changes the game. Mm. Um, but you saw at the Games, sorry, the Games, so at Worlds uh, this year, they averaged 59k an hour for 200 <laughs> laps, which is the fastest uh. Madison ever, ever done. And it was just in, in pieces. So the, I think wh- whoever does it from the boys has to be ready for a savage race. How do they select that other spot? I don't know how they select the the final spots. I think they'll obviously go through the World Cups and the and the results, and they see your best matches fit. Um, the Olympic program is quite bizarre right now. That our team is shooting is over three days, so three rounds. Yeah, three three, round. three rounds in three days. So each day is a new race. Versus how it used to be a <clears> morning be, and afternoon. Um, yeah, so you'd go qualifying in the night, night yeah. one, and then uh, semi and final in night two. Yeah. So now it's three, a, ride in every, uh, a ride a day. So it's going to be quite strange. I've never done that before. So 
think I think each round it will be really fast because you have to be. Everyone's yeah. fresh as. Do you think that's better? Uh, I'm not sure actually. We've done three in one day in Berlin. They did, <laughs> they did the three in one day, and that was that was pretty, that was pretty savage. But absolutely suffering yeah. by the third oh, one. Third day, you're like, wow, did I really just do three TPs today? Can't even move. Yeah, but it'll, it will be interesting. I think you'll considering like you know you don't have that double day. You don't have the day to test your legs in the semis. You're feeling to know if you're feeling good. You're gonna have to be on the ball with your warm ups and um, everything because you only got one shot at each day. Yeah. <coughs> well, thanks, Sam. No worries. Thanks for having me, Alex. It's been no good. No worries. And all the best for next year. Yeah, cheers. Should be exciting.